0: Hello everyone, Connor L here. I am sorry for the silence over the holidays. I have had COVID. It really kicked the crap out of me, so that's why there's been no new episodes or anything. But I will be putting up this bonus episode that was recorded about um, seven months ago. And yeah, unfortunately, this is all I can really put out right now. I'm still not well enough to record another episode, but hopefully. The next couple of weeks i'll be ready to record again but yeah i hope you enjoy this bonus episode it was a lot of fun to record it was seven months ago my opinions are probably still mostly the same maybe a couple of them a little bit different uh i still think hector is a dipstick and i don't like him so and you know if you have no idea what i'm talking about you'll know when uh, i start the episode so yeah enjoy and i hope to see you guys soon Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of El.
1: And I'm Rebecca from everywhere.
0: Yes. All right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I am. I don't know where we decided the last time.
0: So So, uh, we all know Rebecca from uh, such classics as Superman True Brit and Superman Secret Identity uh, joining us today. And today is another bonus episode uh, in the vein of our Heracles episode, where we talk about mythological heroes, but this time we will be talking about multiple heroes, uh, the heroes of the Trojan War, which is, yeah. you know, the, <laughs> some pretty famous ones there. So, Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, we've all heard of a few of them.
0: Yes. But... So, so the way we're going to do it is we're going to talk about two things. So we're going to talk about Troy, the movie, and we're also going to talk about the Iliad. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the Iliad is like the famous story about
1: like, uh, yep.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> famous Troy is
1: based on <laughs> yeah, the
0: famous story about the Trojan War that doesn't actually have the fall of Troy or the death of Achilles. Uh, yeah, I was, didn't
1: know that until well, I don't know what I knew about it going into it. I just knew that it was one of the uh, oldest epic yeah extant epics that we have like in full, and that it was. I didn't know a lot about it actually. I'm just trying to think what I did know about it. I knew it was written by Homer. I knew it was around the Trojan yeah. War. I guess I thought it might have finished like the mm. fall of Troy, but um, I think you told me fairly early on it didn't. So yeah. uh, I'm trying to think like way back to when we started reading it.
0: Well, it's actually the oldest exit epic we have, um, unless. Is it?
1: I mean, because I didn't know about Gilgamesh. I unless, guess not... well, I was
0: going to say unless we count Gilgamesh, but that's. Um, I guess it's the oldest Western
1: right see we I have. because when I was doing uh, my degree which is like English literature I think like we would do we'd do Gilgamesh and then we'd yeah. have the Mabinogian um, which is a Welsh one where uh, Merlin first appears and then we'd go on to the sort of the the sort of Greek ones but yeah it's um uh, but I think the thing about the Iliad is because it's so complete mm. um
0: Yeah, there's nothing. We're not
1: sort of piling it up from different versions and things like that.
0: There's chunks of Gilgamesh that are missing, and they're still finding them because of the way they stored the tablets. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, better than better than scrolls. The the tablets,
1: yes, as as the as the Library of Alexandria would tell you. Yes, tablets better than scrolls. I I mean, like one of the biggest losses uh, for mankind's culture.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, there's some similarities to Gilgamesh and stuff like that, but the, the, I think the biggest similarity is they're both kind of about death or fear yeah, of death. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess
1: there's that sort of heroic cycle of like, um, it, they have to be about something heroic, therefore they often revolve around death. Yeah. Because that's where it sort of plays
0: out. Yeah. I mean, and you know, fear of uh, death is also a big deal back then, mm-hmm. and now as
1: well. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's never going away.
0: No. Let's hope. Which is... Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm not not a Jeff Bezos let's all live forever type, (laughs) I'm afraid. I'm very much a... We we have finite lives and that's good.
0: We know Achilles isn't like that, that's for sure.
1: Um, (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Um,
0: So, yeah. We're going to talk... So, like, there is is so many works on the Iliad and commentaries on the Iliad. We're not going to do a review of the Iliad because there's smarter people than me who have done breakdowns and reviews on it. So we're going to talk about Troy and through Troy, we're going to talk about the Iliad uh, because, you know, we'll talk about two people talk about Troy who's actually read the Iliad and don't hate Troy. So
1: yeah. And, and just to put it in context, uh, Connor is the expert here in terms of having read the Iliad multiple times. Um, And persuaded me that it was something i've been struggling with reading during the pandemic and he persuaded me this would be a good way to get back into it with something mm. fairly epic but that's in in chunks i didn't realize how long it was <laughs> and i was like okay um and it really has taken me months because of my my sort of reading ability but it's been really nice to have it when i was struggling at the beginning to have someone i could just come and say I, I didn't quite get this bit or like I don't understand. And to just sort of say, this is what was going on. Yeah. Because it is, you are reading something that's been translated uh, from a poem. So most of the, trans- I mean, the translation I read kept poetry style. Um, but still, it's just like the language is different. You know, you're not reading it in it's original. So the translation is always going to be a bit yeah. uh, imperfect. But there's a lot of story and there's a lot of names.
0: Yeah, so but sometimes
1: it's nice to just have a sort of. That's why it's kind of good to go at it from Troy, because there's less names.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go since it's about heroes. This podcast we're gonna go through yeah. uh, characters, but I want to kind of start off with um, like I feel like uh, everyone should read the Iliad, because I, I mean. One of the obvious reasons is it's one of the most influential works in our culture. It's behind the Bible, you know? Like, it's that influential. Like, I would say, like, behind the Bible and the Odyssey, and that's it. And just yeah, how much I think it's...
1: having literally just come off the high of having read it... I think everyone should read it. I kind of like a convert, and mm. uh, I think I'm definitely going to try some of the other translations. And, um, and 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 now I know what. Now I know the story, and now I know the characters better yeah. from having followed them. Um, to to sort of have more of an understanding at the beginning, I think will be interesting. Um, but I also think I think what I kept saying while I was reading it is I also think writers really would benefit from reading it in a way of I don't think I've ever seen battles structured as easy, mm. as well for me to read. As someone who's not really into reading battles yeah. and has absolutely has famously always like skim read a lot of the Lord of the Rings ones. I mean, I've I've read them every word, at least a couple of times but now when I read it I I don't find battles interesting and it's so cool to me that the um having the oral tradition so having it in one that would be told to people um manages to do it so it's actually interesting apart from one very famous list of ships (laughs) um uh, but yeah but it's just like I think so I think from a um a writing point of view. If you ever want to learn different techniques of writing, this is an incredible way of getting character uh, stories and background and little interesting tidbits into a wider story without it feeling that they're in the way.
0: And it's, you know, it's still good as well by like modern standards. The writing is still excellent. Yeah. You know, in fact, like it's a reason I mean, it's a lot of people's favorites. The most. Yeah. Uh, you know the just the the language and stuff and obviously there's so many different translations i would recommend just looking up different translations and choosing the one that you think sounds the best to you there's yeah like so prose. for example i
1: picked one uh which is fagel which is quite a famous one but not necessarily mm. one everyone likes but i picked it because i wanted the gods to all have their greek names
0: there's none everyone likes
1: <laughs> no but like, I, but I'm just saying that's what that's yeah. specifically what I was looking for. Where I wouldn't have to also translate Zeus to uh, Jupiter, Jupiter. Like yeah. so, and it's not that I can't do it. I just for the first time I wanted to be like, I want them to have the names that mm. I know, and then I'll come back yeah. and deal with the other stuff. So that's why I'm saying I definitely want to read other translations that people say they've enjoyed. And I, I've got a list of three or four that people have recommended since I started. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like People will jump on board to tell you which their favourites are. So that's that's really nice, though, because um, I think it's definitely something that bears rereading.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's like the, the other thing is one of the reasons Iliad stood the test of time like, you know, there was other epics about the Trojan War that came after Homer, but like if they were as good, they would have survived.
2: Yeah, yeah. Is the
0: is the thing I've I've heard. So. You know, like they survive because they're good, and like, they still speak to people. If yeah. you read it and it doesn't speak to you or touch you, that's fine. At least you've read it and sort of have more knowledge. But like, if you are, then all the better. You know, like I think. That, that's a major reason it's still so popular because it speaks to so many people, whether it speaks to you through, like, you know, Hector or Achilles or speaks to you for different reasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I think there's stuff there for everyone. Um, but, like, a disclaimer, though, the, like, the culture of late Bronze Age Greece is alien. Well, uh, you know, yes. it's uh, slavery is normal. Um, you do not have gender equality. The, it's a very patriarchal society. Um, but, like, there is things that, uh, you know, we still have in common. Like, death, uh, companionship, you know, all these, all these sorts of things, like family, relations with parents, like, that's a big thing, uh, so many things, you know, which is why people still get stuff out of it, you know even though everyone's, like, a slaver. <laughs> so, yeah. and, like, I mean, you really... Cause,
1: yeah, I mean, because things change, but, like, there are there are still always um, things to connect with.
0: Yeah. And, like, you can't... You know, it was so long ago, like, so long ago. This is... This is... When this story took place, it's, like, 3,200 or something years ago,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they wouldn't have been able to picture society without slaves. Like, that's just how things worked.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's and not... it's just one of those things. It's like you know that, like, uh, there are. It's like so if you read any historical stuff. I mean, like yeah. you can read stuff about the Second World War. Things have changed. You know, like, yeah. um, no one's defending the whole system of um, of slavery in the Iliad, or no. how they treat women, or. Um, any of those things, you know, these things change. It's, they change whatever you're reading that's historic. I mean, you read Shakespeare, it's going to be a different... Um, certainly on the women and, yeah. and things, but everything's different there as well, and that's probably something I'm far more comfortable with than, that, like, uh, um, than I was with Homer. But um, yeah. And any of those things, you're, you're, it's always different.
0: So. I mean, uh, like, a way to look at it is... Uh... Achilles before the events of the Iliad was considered, you know, pretty amiable, like a pretty good person by the Mm -hmm. standards of that time. And why? Because he generally ransomed people or sold them into slavery instead of killing them. And he wouldn't loot their bodies. You know, that's like the standards we're dealing with. (laughs) So, uh, you know, again, it's just different. So Mm -hmm. it's just like a disclaimer. I think a lot of people who don't have trouble with it, uh unable to sort of disconnect our modern sensibilities Yeah with, you know, three thousand years ago. Um
1: Yeah. Sadly something you will have to do. Yes. If you uh if you wanna read it and appreciate it, I guess.
0: Yeah. But again like what you know, it's universal that story. So uh yeah. That's just I wanted to I wanted to do a little thing of like why I should read the Iliad. I'm assuming a lot of people who are listening, have seen Troy, Uh, if not, enjoyed the episode anyway, so, we're going to fly off to the late Bronze Age, up, up and away. Okay, so, Troy, so we'll start, who should we start with? (laughs) <laughs> we could we could start we could start with Achilles or we could start with someone minor um
1: let's start with someone more minor
0: okay let's start with Aeneas <laughs> <laughs> uh Aeneas yeah in Troy reduced to like a cameo yeah uh, he doesn't
1: get to do very much at all
0: but he looks he looks really happy when he gets that sort of Troy oh it's
1: so like, oh happy.
0: this is sweet yeah yeah So, Aeneas of the land was like a, you know, he was pretty high up. He was the second best Trojan warrior after Hector. And they even, the gods even said, you know, once Hector died, well, once Achilles died, uh, you know, you weren't in danger of dying, because none of them would be able to kill you. So, uh... Yeah, and, you know, coincidentally, Ajax dies shortly after (laughs) Achilles, which helps, so...
1: Yeah, it does help, because Ajax is a good fighter.
0: Yes, yeah. Very big. Something
1: I didn't get straight away. Very big.
0: Yeah, (laughs) a couple of people in the world even say he's just as good as Achilles, he's just not as fast, so... But, yeah... Because
1: he's so big. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But, um, like, Aeneas is one of my favourites. Like, there's a whole thing, if you've seen Troy, Hector is, like, basically flawless... He's not in the Iliad. He's like no.
1: He's really not. Don't even get me started. <laughs>
0: he's a bit of a coward. Not not. He's not coward. He's not not like out not coward. like his
1: brother. But like uh, you know, he's uh
0: does run away Cowardly enough,
1: <laughs> and he does some like sketchy stuff.
0: Yeah, which is honestly stuff I would like give him a pass for if he wasn't in charge of defending. Troy. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's, you know, that. I mean, if it had come from anyone else, I wouldn't have been so harsh on him. But like, there came to certain points when he just like ran away or did something else. I'm just like, nah, I'm sorry, I'm done with Hector. I liked him at first, but
0: there's. But that's because at
1: first you have him next to Paris, and
0: (laughs) And like yeah, he has good scenes initially with his family. That's like a really famous scene. Oh,
1: lovely, lovely one with his wife.
0: Yeah, his wife and kids. And, but like, you know, because I prefer Aeneas and Sarpedon. Sarpedon doesn't make it into the movie.
1: I know, it's such a shame.
0: They're the allies that are called uh, and like, you know, rally to Troy's defense. And interestingly, a tactic in late Bronze Age warfare, which might explain some instances in the Iliad where they get angry at him when Hector... Because there's a few times where Hector seems to be standing there in the middle while well, the Allies are getting clobbered, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And apparently a tactic was uh, you would swarm the Allies so that they would get pissed off with the uh, leader, like the actual defender, if that makes sense. So right. they might like focus on that side to sort of cause dissension in between them. And especially since the Iliad does mention that they're all the defenders of Troy, a lot of them are speaking different languages as well. Mm. So... Uh, but you know there are times that Hector just fights out, runs away. Um,
2: yeah,
1: he does. I like, mean, what like the he hell are you doing, flat man? Out, runs away.
0: <laughs> you know, so I guess I guess that means we're onto Hector now. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, we must. Who's well like so? So many, in
0: the like, in the Iliati, so many people's favourites. Like in the Iliad, he's so many people's favourite. I, I don't know. Like they, I they give
1: understand. Them a... Like they, I they must have read something into it. Like maybe they they excuse more for the defending your your city when your brother's a bit of a knob.
0: I mean, like, the, there was an argument made by this lecture I listened to that, uh, like, they they started Hector running away from Achilles because when he... Unlike Troy, where he heroically stands and fights Achilles uh, in the air, he initially heroically stands and then he runs away. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, again, like, I don't blame him for that. Like, that shows how human he is you know because none of us are yeah. gonna know like we can brag and boast all we want but none of us are gonna know if we're in a situation no. like that if so we're gonna i wouldn't break be or not. in a fight to um. stop
1: do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, i already know that i'm the biggest worst gladly female <laughs> in this point because i wouldn't be expected to <laughs> um but like uh, yeah no i i'm uh but it's just it strikes me that if you're if you're writing this epic and, um, like, you you can whitewash it. Like, you don't have to write, he ran away. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, to, for that to make it in. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of time for him. I did like him at first. I, I think he's done well in the film.
0: And people people say, like, oh, because it's, you know, the Greek propaganda. and I don't agree because there's questionable activity on both sides and there is... Activity on the Trojan Defender side, you know, Sarpedon oh, yeah. does nothing wrong. Like he's great. Yeah. So and you know Hector has him on the rails, like the whole thing, as well. So. Uh,
1: but then, but... having said that, like his treatment afterwards, like.
0: Um, oh yeah, no, that's death
1: not... is you know like that doesn't that that is always overly extreme for what he does.
0: Oh so. totally, yeah.
1: But it's meant to be so.
0: Yeah, yeah, we are referring Spoiler to Achilles, Achilles' treatment of Hector's corpse after his yeah. death. That's the other thing. When Hector sees Achilles coming, mm-hmm. like he knows he's going to die, because he can't win. Yeah. Like, Like He knows that, so it's another thing. But yeah, actually, that, that Fury of Achilles movie I mentioned, that Italian one, they actually do the Hector running away thing.
1: Oh, do they? Nice.
0: Yeah, like he's approaching Achilles on his chariot, That he sees it, but he just turns around and he's just like, nope. Um... But yeah, so uh Eric Banner is like perfect casting he's in my opinion. He's so good. You know, like,
1: he's so good.
0: I mentioned when we watched it like he could betray Iliad Hector, you know. Yeah. Like he he has like the perfect look from what we get of his description that he has a beard and you know he looks uh I, I think he's descent like descended uh, of Croatian descent but still I think he
1: okay. looks. But like, he has you know, olive like, skin. He just looks perfect.
0: Right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, he's an important character. I just, yeah, like, you know, I'm a bit bewildered that he's so many people's favourite.
1: I um, um, I just read the trivia on Wikipedia about him, on IMDb about him, mm-hmm. um, which is quite funny that. Um, Brad Pitt and Eric Banner didn't use stunt doubles for their duel.
2: They, uh, they made an
1: agreement to pay for every accidental hit $50 for every light blow and 100 for a hard blow. <laughs> Pitt, Pitt ended up paying Banner $750. Banner didn't owe Pitt anything. Wow. Yeah, I know. So He's obviously a decent, uh, decent duelist as well. Well, Banner. I saw...
0: I saw, uh, I did see behind the scenes of that fight big films and Pitt did get hit in the head. <laughs> with, uh, with the butt end of Hector's spear. Maybe so. it wasn't
1: an unintentional one.
0: A really famous bit of trivia. Yeah. Which probably everyone's heard of is that uh, Brad Pitt injured his Achilles heel while filming. That's. Just levels of irony that I can't even get into. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, but there's Hector. I think in the movie they did. Like his relationship so with his family. And really I'm well. I'm so
1: happy that that got into the film because that's all, often the stuff that's cut out Yeah, um, and to actually have that to like add some of the um, gravity to the situation they're in, it's like they're not just defending this city um, but there's also like these sort of personal things that are going to yeah. take a, a hit.
0: And it you, you need that because the Ilya doesn't have time to on civilians that much so that scene with Hector and his family mm-hmm. is like, you know oh, this is, this is what they have to lose. Yeah. If they lose.
1: The we will tell you what the gods are doing at the same time, which unfortunately yeah. Troy doesn't, so. Yeah,
0: yes, yeah, there are no gods in Troy, which is like no a big sticking point with a lot of people that I personally don't mind, but... Um...
1: I think it works because I'm not sure how they would have got them in. Um, with, I mean, it's already a long film. Yeah. So, um, but it's the part of me that's like, it's a little bit of a shame, like, that they don't, I mean, they do have the temples and they make sacrifices and stuff, so they are talking about the gods. But um, I think I think they made the right choice. Like, also, it'd be quite interesting to have a companion film which was like the gods mm-hmm. um, at the same
0: time. There's the thing with the Iliad is you can read most of it as like a purely historical thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when the gods intervene and do stuff, you can justify that as. That character. So Zeus is buffing Hector. Well, Hector's just on his game. Yeah. You know, or Athena stops Achilles from spearing Agamemnon. Uh, Achilles just thought better of it. (laughs) Who's Um, the one
1: that gets plucked out of battle, though?
0: Oh, yeah, Paris. I mean, that's uh, that's why I said mostly, because some things are like. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But no, I like that, because, like, you know, if we're taking religion as kind of um, mythology, as a. Something that humans use to explain what's going on around them. That then, that's exactly what you're saying. I mean, yeah. you know, we we do get the um, we do get Thetis in
0: Troy. Yeah. Um. So that's nice. Yeah. No, that was nice. And like, I see everyone's like, "There's no gods in Troy." I'm like, "Well, they didn't put like the, the gods in quotation marks." But I think it's they leave it ambiguous if the gods are actually there or not. Yeah. Because there's one point in the movie where Achilles says, "I've met the gods." I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, and again, like, you know, they could just be doing the historical aspect with it, but he does desecrate the temple of Apollo, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Paris kills him at the end, and the whole thing is yeah. Apollo helps Paris kill Achilles. So th- th- I think there's, I think there's like a nice ambiguity.
1: Yeah, I think it's there if you want to see it. Yeah. Um, but it's not necessarily hammered home, which is nice because like I think it'd be really hard to get all the god stuff from the Iliad in, but it'll just be an, yeah. an epic as epic a film as it is a you know
0: uh, a show. I have so I have actually watched what behind the scenes and making of stuff there is of Troy. Um mm-hmm. and so the director, Wolfgang Peterson, obviously uh does boot. Really talented filmmaker. Yeah. And I think he did a great job with this movie. And he took the movie very, very seriously. uh, Because he he said he'd read the Iliad and the Greek and everything. But uh, all the problems come from the script. Which was written Mm. by one of the guys who did Game of Thrones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is no surprise there. And watching the interview with him, he's like, if I had to choose between Faithful to the Iliad and what's best for the movie I always choose what's best for the movie and it's like okay I agree with that but I can easily tell when he's saying that when he says what's best for the movie what's best for mass Hollywood appeal yeah not what's best for the film because yeah like you know so I mean but I guess that's problem. their
1: job that is mm. that's kind of their job
0: uh, he wants to just Hollywood as a classic I guess that is his job uh and there's nothing wrong. Like I like Cleopatra. I like these sword and sandal epics. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, that's I that's. I've
1: seen Cleopatra, but
0: um. Uh, Wolfgang Petersen really wanted to evoke that. That's what he was trying to make. Was like a oh, sort okay. of. Oh okay.
1: Oh no, I have seen that one. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor. Um, yeah. but yeah, he was trying to do the whole sword and sandal epic that like they did in Back in the Day. But you know what? I'll, I-, I like it better than Spartacus. I'm gonna say I'm not a big fan of Spartacus, so
1: I'm not a big fan of Spartacus.
0: I, I, um, Spartacus. I love this yeah, <laughs> I, you
1: know, it-, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, like, if you're, I mean, it, I guess the thing is that would have been really cool at the time. Yeah. Because, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that there's that whole problem with the movie, like. So. Uh, uh, Paris. So let's move on to Paris. Paris. The uh, oh. the only miscast, I think.
1: I think Orlando Bloom has grown a lot in an act as an actor since then. But like, and he looks good for Paris, I guess. Um, but yeah, he's pretty bland.
0: He can't act in that movie. He looks gormless no. all the time. And it's
1: not going to make you a fan of Paris if you ever were a fan of Paris.
0: And Paris is, and he, like, he has this air of smugness. seems
1: a bit of a spoiled idiot, which I guess. Yeah. Know. But without any real understanding of what he's just dropped Troy in.
0: Like, he's supposed to be a real charmer. I didn't see but any But he charm. doesn't come across as it, <laughs> he just
1: comes across as, like... Annoying. Why is
0: Helen in love with this guy? Because she's stupid, yeah. I guess. You know. Oh, because, oh, better ways is bad. We'll get on to him next, but...
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> You know, he's just, he's unmarkable. Uh, when bad things happen, everyone else is more upset than him.
1: Yeah, he doesn't seem to understand it always. He always just looks a little bit gormless, like, yeah. what do you mean I've caused trouble? No, no, I didn't. I just wanted sex.
0: And, like, the, the script calls, like, you know, he says he knows he caused trouble, and it just doesn't come off. Yeah, like, he just um... kind of
1: looks at it, and then, like, yeah, he just kind of looks blank at a lot of stuff. It's He's like, very good at looking blank and like,
0: Hector oh dies, no, I'm my brother's blank. gonna
1: have to go fight because I'm an idiot.
0: You have him alongside, like, Peter O'Toole. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know. Yeah. Um, so, he was, he was easily the weakest part of the movie. And the fact that the movie tried to portray Helen and Parrot as, like, this sort of love story,
1: it just didn't. With tragic didn't consequences. Play. Yeah.
0: Um, didn't land because like I don't think you can ever make them that sympathetic simply because of what happened because of them, and yeah. they had plenty of opportunities to stop it. It's like you know choosing love Ba else is all well and good, but not when your city gets uh is Uptune going to get wrecked. horribly oh, yeah. wrecked um you know, so yeah, Paris big weak point. Uh, but the fight with him in Menelaus is really good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Menelaus, uh, I think like one of my favourites in the Iliad is Menelaus. Uh, Menelaus I, he has is... some
1: amazing speeches in the Iliad. Yes. And uh, in the film, he's a little bit more grumpy old man throwing balls he's around.
0: Just a so. thug in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And... which is
1: a shame, because like he really does get some great speeches.
0: So for those uh... who don't remember Menelaus, he is... The husband of Helen and the king of Sparta, and Helen ran off on him. But in the book, he is like the more merciful, the more soft hearted of him and Agamemnon. He, which is also like uh, he, he's not the best warrior. Like, yeah. he goes, there's one point where he goes off to fight, Hector he seems the... like
1: quite a good ruler apart from this
0: going off to war, But, like, I, you know,
1: that's what people did, you know?
0: Maybe. I'm not sure, because he's always been criticised for leaving his wife at home with a foreign dignitary while he goes off somewhere else, which apparently he just don't want to do that <laughs> in the Bronze Age. Um, Fair. And, but I think, like, he... I think it's his heart which I like. Like, he feels yeah. bad about all the people at Troy dying because of him, he wants to spare that guy, and then Agamemnon's like, no, kill him. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he he's the first one to defend Pachyclus's body. Yes, yeah. Uh, which I really liked, and... Yeah, so, but in the movie, he's just kind of like this evil thug, because they've got to make him evil, you know, so... To
1: try and make Paris look good, and it's... Doesn't really work, unfortunately.
0: Because most people are probably still on Menelaus's side, uh, outside of the people you mentioned who want the nice, pretty couple <laughs> mm-hmm. to survive. But like, um, and if you make Menelaus dick and people are still on his side, the you know, uh, and then he dies. Yeah. Like really early, he he lives through the Trojan War. Mm-hmm. He gets stuck for seven years at sea with Helen, lands in Egypt. There's a theory that he was one of the sea people, which is cool. Uh, but um, anyway, he winds up back in spider with Helen, and they kind of live happily ever after. Um, not in the film. In the film, he dies. Mm. Uh, killed by Hector, which again, like I mentioned, you know, watching it, I don't have a problem with killing Menelaus early. I have no. a problem with...
1: Because I didn't really like this Menelaus, so...
0: Yeah, despite the fact that Brendan Gleeson's awesome. And he yeah, kills it and everything him. he's in, like he's... And, and the thing is, like, why do they... The only shades of grey in the movie were really with Achilles,
2: mm.
0: who we'll get into later. But, like, every like it's so... With Menelaus and Agamemnon, it's so black and white. Like, yeah, these guys yeah. are bad, you know?
1: Yeah, they really, really um, lay on thick.
0: And, like, Agamemnon is one of the most despised figures in the Iliad. Uh, I'm sorry because I know he's one of your favorites.
1: I I just again I think it's not so much I I don't necessarily like his actions. I just think his characterization is good, and he comes with, and he again gets some good speeches. I well, he's I a person.
2: Very,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And like I so when I say he's one of my favorites, I think it's because I think he's very consistent. Yeah. Like uh, that doesn't necessarily mean I think he's right. Oh, no. But I think yeah. he's consistently portrayed. He he also gets some very good speeches. Um, I, I will never not love someone who doesn't, who says, stop, we need to have dinner.
2: <laughs>
1: like, so a lot of my love for him is that he's a big, he's one of the, him and Odysseus are like, no, you have to let everyone go eat before they go off on a big fight for you, Achilles. And Achilles is like, oh, now must go fight. And yeah. that's only because he's lost his mind a bit. He actually, not, he, he... not, not dishonest on Achilles. But yeah. he, you know, there's a certain strategic level that I appreciate with him.
0: He's he's an interesting character. He has an Aristea, which is a moment of glory or whatever, mm-hmm. where he basically drives the Trojans back, which is pretty cool. It's not a very long one, but it does happen. And yeah. uh, you know, he's also not a very good leader in the Iliad, no. which is which makes him interesting. So he has the brilliant plan at the start to be like, oh, we're all going home to test everyone's loyalty. And then everyone's, like, running for their ships. <laughs> and, like, because <laughs> they're in panic, because Achilles is flipped out, he's not helping, and everyone's panicking, and Odysseus has to tell everyone, no, you're staying here. And there's a couple of other times that Agamemnon's like, oh, we should just go home, and Odysseus and Diomedes are like, you know, stop, stop it. <laughs> you know, you're stopping a, stop a worse king, uh, which is... The opposite of what we get in the film is like Agamemnon's just super hungry to conquer Troy and
1: God, yeah, all he wants is, Or kill Troy! Let's use this as an excuse." I come want on.
0: power, bruh. You know, yeah. if they played into the whole thing where it's like, let add a bit of depth to it, like keep it like that. But, you know, again, like Agamemnon's doing it because maybe he's afraid of death. He wants statues of him everywhere. He wants to be remembered. Like, yeah, like yeah.
1: He, there's definitely something they could have make um, him
0: like Achilles. He wants to be remembered, not just yeah. Because there's no real reason for him to be such a jerk in the film.
1: They they give um, him zero reason to be such a jerk.
0: Yeah, and that but Brian Cox is great though. He chews up the scenery. Oh, like, he, I mean, business. when
1: when doesn't he? Yeah, like, everything. He having him and Brendan Gleeson is literally perfect.
0: I know. And then
1: you're right. It's the words it up. that then <laughs> you know.
0: Because they, they can both act. They're great actors.
1: Yeah, they can do anything. I mean, they yeah. can literally do anything you give them to, from the ridiculous to the deeply uh, epic. Yeah. And they get to just be grumpy old men who want to fight
0: or do stupid things. And Agamemnon's quarrel with Achilles is a bit different. But I think on Agamemnon's end, it's largely the same because in the Iliad, he's like, well, he's had... Criseus taken from him because there was a plague in the camp, and he had to he had he claims a priestess of Apollo as his concubine. Uh, yeah. Apollo got angry, sent a plague in the Greek camp, so he had to give her back to uh, her father, and that was at Achilles urging. So in the film, he uh, and in the Iliad after that, he takes uh, Achilles' prize, Chryseis. Um, yeah. yes, women were prizes back then. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
1: mean, you know, like, you you I just have to take it for what it is.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: what it is. Like, but... I'm not offended by it. I get offended in other things. It, if it was written as a modern thing, I'd be more, but this yeah. is, you know, it is what it is.
0: Allegedly, Achilles loved her in the Iliad. He says that a few times. Yeah, he says and... it
1: several times.
0: There's also the fact there's the comparison um, that that's taking his honour. That's, like, taking his Medal of Honour after his hard work and pain as well. Like, there's a... It's not simply a fight over a girl like many people like to simplify it. It's much more complicated than that. And I think Achilles is absolutely justified in sitting out from the fighting for yeah. doing that. But in the movie, uh, I think it's basically the same thing because... On Agamemnon's end, anyway, because Achilles takes the beach basically by himself. Ajax hops in and smacks some horses. Um, And so Agamemnon is getting undermined by Achilles in front of the men, so he wants to assert his sort of dominance and take his prize. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it's basically the same as the Iliad. It's like he wants a replacement... He wants to make it look like he's still in charge, so he takes the greatest warrior's prize. I, yeah, I
2: thought
0: they yeah. they did that. Okay, it's a bit different on Achilles' end because he hasn't been there so long. But yeah, um, I guess who was I going to move on to next? I, I was
1: going to get a Patroclus next. Sure. But we don't have to. We could do Helen.
0: Ooh, Helen would be good. Rap, yeah. Um, I thought she was fine.
1: Yeah, I thought she was fine too. I mean, I like Diane. Diane Kruger, I think, is great as an actress. Um, I think um, having her, she comes across as slightly foreign to, to from everyone else because she's got the accent, and um, I think that works quite well to have her stand out a little bit. Um. Yeah. Have her blonde. Um, I, like, she doesn't have a lot to do, but I think she does it fine.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, she has to pretend to be in all that, hopefully. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, is potentially acting that, you know. Yeah. Uh, above and beyond the Call of Duty.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought, like, I thought she was definitely better than. She's a better actress. Or actor oh, God, yeah. Like, she. Thought, I thought she was pretty good. She was remorseful. Uh, I mean, she was kind yeah, of like... Yeah, and then
1: towards the end, she was pretty good, actually. Like, she had all that bit where they're, like, saving her. And, you know, she yeah, she actually was more remorseful than Paris. Considerably yeah. more remorseful than Paris. And...
0: Uh, which is funny. Like, and, she's...
1: Um, shows that she has much more of an understanding of the politics of it all, but also the gravity of what they did. Yeah. And um, than him, who was just like,
0: just oh, going off on my little
1: running around
0: there's that scene where she's crying to hector about like oh, yeah. all those trojans are dead and it's sort of sunk in and there's i mean it's kind of like the iliad she says that hector's the only one who sort of cheated her well and what i like mm-hmm. in the iliad is that she realizes paris is a pillock <laughs> yes
2: yeah.
1: yeah. um
0: it doesn't really like him <laughs> in the iliad she's like
1: yeah which is uh, very
0: funny you know i wish i'd ever left by uh, yeah. And it's ambiguous, whether so she's she's abductive. I mean, you could do, like, a whole thing about Helen. Um, yeah,
1: it's, been... it's a really interesting story, and that's definitely something I want to dig into more, is, like, what people have said about her and yeah, um, sort of modern sort of scholarship on Helen and, and the, the actual
0: story. The book I read, which treated it as historical, said that, you know... Uh, her leaving with Paris' women had it better in Troy. They had more power. Right, which...
1: um, I mean, Hector's wife, Andromache...
0: Andromache, Andromache, yeah. Andromache.
1: uh, I mean, she seems to have a decent standing with him, just by the way she talks to him in the Iliad.
0: And uh, Uh, especially Hecuba.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: And uh, so not only do women have it better, there; it's richer.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're they're richer because it's like a trade centre, and... Uh, so that would have been a decent reason for her to go, and uh, also, with power, on Paris' part, it could have been politically motivated as well, like just stealing yeah. one of their things. Obviously it didn't go well, because they got their butts kicked for it, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just, uh, the historical guy seems to think she would have gone willingly, but uh, in the Iliad it's like, you kind of get the impression she was abducted yeah well oh, that's the impression i oh, get. Yeah, but there's so much debate i think about i think it, that kind but...
1: of yeah it, there's a lot of sort of uncertainty there yeah and, and it's added in the Iliad. you have layers of it because you also have the gods talking about it yeah um which i think a really one of the ways that i like the storytelling is that the gods aren't there that they're also discussing what's going on they're not just going oh i'm going to go and get involved here but there's they discuss why and what their motivations are it kind of adds to sort of interpretations of what happened
0: Here sort um mythology so here in menelaus uh so helena's made divine like a brought up into olympus because she's the daughter of zeus and
2: mm-hmm.
0: so was menelaus by his marriage with her so they oh, right. the two of them are actually worshiped in sparta for a while and there's like a there's a shrine you can go to now of menelaus and helen and they think like it might be near where the actual palace was oh cool so you know yeah different ending to troy which i want to talk about just briefly here while we're on the subject is that uh paris lives (laughs) and helen they all like helen paris andromache hector's son uh they all escape Troy, mm-hmm. which is a very Hollywood touch. Um,
1: yeah,
0: which I hated. I
1: guess because I guess they wanted the two big deaths. I guess maybe um,
0: Achilles and Agamemnon. I Abraham. was
1: uh, I was having Hector and Achilles actually. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Sorry, I thought you meant during the sack of Troy. Uh,
1: no, no. And then I added Patroclus as my third. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but like, I guess. They didn't want to kill too many others.
0: Maybe they shouldn't have put in the sack of Troy. <laughs> I mean, they possibly die.
1: shouldn't, but I kind of understand yeah. why they did. Oh,
0: they, they'd have to, because.
1: Because, like, even when you're reading the Iliad, like, you kind of want to know what happens next.
0: People would be expecting it. And with yeah. the, the other thing with the Iliad, is like everyone knows as well that Troy gets Yeah, saved. and I mean, it, it feels a little
1: bit like a cop out in a film to do it by a crawl to just say oh this is what happened next like, oh, like um,
0: outlaw king <laughs> yeah yeah
1: then I he mean, went like, on to
0: free scotland in a series of big exciting battles
1: <laughs> that you're not gonna get to see
0: yeah uh so um again we get aeneas like we talked about at the end uh you yeah. know yeah, kill paris have aeneas escape Like, why not?
1: I would have Um, been fine with that. Like, I think, actually, they probably should have done that, but I understand why they didn't.
0: Yeah. So, I get it, but it's... I think it's bullcrap. Uh, I mean, no, we didn't need to see Hector's son get thrown off the battlements, but...
1: No, we really didn't.
0: Still. Um, you know. Plus, it's just, like, they get away with it. They they caused the downfall of this city, uh, basically. I mean, like, not just them, Priam and all the other Trojans should have Uh, given Helen back. But, you know, still, it's like they got away with it, and it's like, hmm. But I think the film's really more about Achilles at that point, anyway, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, the film is very focused on Achilles.
0: Yeah, because it's it's focused, because it's drawing from the Iliad the most, which, where Achilles, despite not being in it, as much as you'd think, yeah. he's in probably about, like, a quarter of it. Uh, he's still the main character, and he's still talked about when he's not even in it. So, yeah, it's... Mm. Anyway, let's let's move on to Patroclus, then.
1: Yeah, uh, because that's a massive change in the Iliad.
0: Right. See, not as big a change for me, because I read Song of Achilles, which took that even further... Mm-hmm. Oh, really? As I said, he's like, he can't fight in Song of Achilles. Yeah, you see, um,
1: I just find it such a jolt to have him as this sort of uh, fresh uh, yeah. cousin or not. That's kind of irrelevant, but the fact that he couldn't, like, that Achilles is training him. Yeah. Whereas in the Iliad, he's, like, right up there. as a Like, he's someone who can put on Achilles armor and pull off that deception because he's such mm. a good fighter. And it also makes killing him a much bigger deal. Like, it's less yeah. of a sacrifice of, of his and more of a... This was actually a good tactic. And unfortunately, yeah. he died. Um, it, Unbelievable that it was Garrett Hedlund playing him. <laughs> I'm still shocked that there was Garrett Hedlund with long hair um, paying Patroclus. But, you know, he's so... He's very He's very sweet in the film. Yeah. He's very kind of like oh, I just want to be a hero like you. Yeah. Let me go fight. And Achilles is, no, you should not fight. I must look after you.
0: My favourite scene is where Patroclus Pash- which he does in the Iliad as well, he's crying. He's like, you know, you're leaving all these people to die, our comrades. But then in the movie, Achilles is like, you sail so in the morning! Like, he yells at him. I don't know, I thought that was really funny. It was uh, very funny. <laughs> like, they, he just sort of storms away from him. Um, it's very dramatic. But yeah, I I thought Patroclus was alright in the movie. Again, yeah. it's because it's because I've had that Sog of Achilles experience of the Achilles and Patroclus are so far from what they were in Homer that it's not as much of a jolt for me. Um, yeah. It's yeah still, no, I get that. It'd still be nice to get an actual Patroclus because he's one of my favourites.
1: It's story. Like the whole... Mm. I, I just find that whole thing breathtakingly interesting. You know, like dresses me, and then do this, and then he gets killed, and then the, you know, Hector takes the armor, and why it's all so offensive to Achilles, and I, ju- I, just really liked it. That I guess that's when I was getting really into what was going on, but I just think it's more interesting than than what we got.
0: Yeah, we're wearing Hector wearing Achilles' old armor is another big motivation for. Yeah, butt it's an
1: insult, now. you know. He's just
0: flaunting it at that point. So yeah. Boy, Hector, you really—you uh, <laughs> made a few mistakes there when it came to ticking Achilles off. Um, yeah,
1: it's yeah. like, oh, what, what else can I do to really annoy him?
0: Yeah, um, which that leads to the fight with Hector and Achilles, which I think is awesome. It's and so Troy. good. Uh, in fact, I think Troy. I think out of every non-martial arts movie I've seen, Troy has my favorite fight choreography.
1: It's really good. I mean, it's yeah. so effective, and um, it just really works.
0: Yeah, and the way they choreographed Achilles as well. Uh, yeah. I know you know this, but um, for those who don't, uh, the stuntman got the script, and they just read that Achilles fights like a god, so they had to make up Achilles' fighting style, and I think they did pretty well at showing him as... They did really well. Above the rest of the soldiers and why people would think he's the son of a goddess with the way he fights. Um, And, like, just all the fighting's so good. The fight with Achilles and Hector, uh, the Menelaus and Paris is a very different kind of fight, but again, really great choreography. Um, All of it's great choreography. Uh, Do I want to talk about Ajax?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, he's quite different. So, Ajax and Iliad, big deal. He... Is like the everyone gets wounded, but him and Menelaus. Menelaus isn't that defective of a fighter, so
2: yeah.
0: You know he's Ajax is. Great in it. Yeah, he's holding the line. There's one point where he's single handedly jumping across the ships and stopping them from <laughs> lighting it on fire, like single handedly. Yeah.
1: Uh, oh, I, pati- I did like I did like his uh his sword hammer. I mean his his horse hammer. His in hammer and
0: yeah. So in this he's. Still a very formidable warrior. He runs into horses and topples. He keeps over. like
1: popping them. Yeah, <laughs> it keeps like toppling horses with his hammer. It's amazing. Yeah, but I think I mean like I joke about it, but honestly, it gives a sense of just how big and strong he is. Yeah, that um It's just very impressive.
0: And that's funny. He sees he sees Achilles storming the beach, and he's just like, you know, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got to get there too. Um, so. Yeah, his seeds are great. Uh, he dies. <laughs> he does not yeah. die in the Iliad. does not die uh, in
1: the Iliad.
0: But he has, he has a whole... His death is a whole other thing that's like a, a big figure, especially with the Odyssey. But um, in this, he is killed by Hector in a fight. Which is like, uh, they fight after Paris Menelaus, so which I think like that's a, that's a nod to the Iliad, because chronologically they do duel after that. But the thing in the Iliad is Ajax generally looks like he's getting the upper hand when they fight. Yeah. And he flat out takes out Hector with that rock at one point. So, But Hector kills him in the movie, which, annoying, because we all have Ajax, but in terms of for your film setting Hector up as formidable, having him take him out is, you know, sensible.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And... I really liked when uh, Hector stabbed him with the spear, and he just pulled the spear out and started bashing so Hector good. with it. Like <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, so yeah, he, he's a huge character, uh, but not in the film. Uh, Diomedes didn't make it in the film. Sarpedon didn't make it in the film. Uh, both- Diomedes is the other favorite, I think. Hector and Diomedes are the ones I always see as like the favourites of the Iliad, and Diomedes is cool, but I don't know. He's a bit of a jerk, as as we've discussed, you know. Yeah. He...
1: Well, Diomedes, I liked, and then he does a really jerky thing, and I didn't like him, and then I didn't like him after that. Yeah. Because he he kills people while in their sleep, which is a dick move.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I wouldn't mind that so much if he didn't call out Paris for being a coward for shooting him with a bow in battle when the previous night he was slitting people's throats while they slept. (laughs) Yeah. You know. I mean, I think he's cool, but I think people just like him for, like, the cool factor. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think he's an interesting character. He's a holdover from the big previous war, which was... The Seven Against Thebes, or Thebes, how do you pronounce yeah.
1: it? And I say Thebes, but I don't know yeah. what it's supposed to be.
0: Well, he, was, um, he wasn't he was in that war, but he was the son of the people in that war, and he ended up taking Thebes, so it was a whole thing. So he... And then I think they reckon Homer had an epic about right. the... Um, well, that
1: would have been cool, though, wouldn't it?
0: Whatever Diomedes' group was called... Uh, the sons of the Seven Against Thebes. They reckon he had an epic about them taking it, uh, which wasn't a hugely difficult feat because it was mostly abandoned, but still was noteworthy. So I think it's cause he has some history and his fate yeah. after the Trojan War. Uh, cause...
1: I like the name Diomedes, though, as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, on a purely basic, easy-to-remember name.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I like I like his... Like this, he talks a lot of sass, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, like he also
1: gets some really good, like lines.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but the he like a lot of the leaders of Troy, uh, they are punished for their atrocities during the sack of Troy. And Diomedes' punishment is he is betrayed by his wife. When he gets home, and he has to go into exile and set up in Italy,
1: oh,
0: which important. is. A, <laughs> Which is a cool little story, but yeah, he's not in it. To...
1: Cool little fact, yeah.
0: Ah, uh, who are we? Odysseus. We haven't talked about him. Um, we
1: haven't talked about Odysseus. I thought we were leaving him as a we love him. We he's love great.
0: But he's not in the Iliad, like, heaps. I mean, he's in it he's, a lot. He's, he's in it in But a he's
1: he's not really in it much. I mean, he's mentioned, and then he is in it. But he gets a really good role in the film. He and doesn't. We get to see his dog in the film,
0: so. Like, he doesn't have an Aristea or anything in the Iliad. He's in all, like, the talking scenes. Yeah. um, Which makes sense. He's
1: like a voice of reason.
0: Yeah. And in the film, we see his dog, which is great.
1: Which is great, because uh, Connor had to tell me, he was talking about the Odyssey, and he was like, you know, there's a scene with his dog, and I was like, what, Odysseus Odysseus has a dog? I'm I'm all into (laughs) this now, so, uh, you know.
0: Yeah. And this is interesting, good. Sean Bean's great. I love Sean Bean. Awesome. Sean Bean is
1: great. He does not die in this movie. No, he doesn't.
0: He he but, lives and he narrates the ending.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the intro as well, actually. Uh, yeah. Him and Achilles uh, are pretty chummy. He's our storyteller. <laughs> they're, they're, they're both pretty chummy in this movie.
1: They are. I, yeah. don't,
0: I don't get the impression that they would like each other that much in the Iliad. Uh, no, but
1: they see, they don't seem to hate each other no, either. they're just there, very different. Uh, I agree. I, there, there's no friendliness, but there's also no hate, so...
0: Yeah. They do... They do in the Odyssey, Odysseus mentions a quarrel he had with Achilles, which he really... Oh, okay. He really regrets it, though. Right. Um, and I think he considered Achilles friend in the Odyssey, I'm not sure, but... Uh, that's never covered anywhere in mythology, so I don't know what that's about, but... Given how... The kind of opposites... Mm-hmm. In terms of how they carry themselves, like Odysseus is very crafty, he'll lie a lot, whereas Achilles is just up front, you know, straight up, what you see is what you get. Uh, I can imagine them butting heads about that a lot, but yeah, in the yeah. film he's uh, he's a bit more sympathetic, I guess, because he's like, I'm here because Agamemnon's forced me, like, we have to come here, because we don't, and like, that—that that is realistic, like, a lot of it would have been like that well we have to go to troy or we're gonna get yeah bombed by agamemnon's army um but it's just a it's a bit different to the ad where odysseus was really gung-ho to sack troy
1: <laughs> yeah no he's, he's like we've not, come all this way uh, yeah.
0: we're sacking this damn city <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: you know uh and you know but in the film he comes up with the trojan horse
2: mm-hmm.
0: he gets the, in the odyssey he gets the credit as the sacker of troy uh, like not Agamemnon not anyone else him you know I think someone once said if there's a main character of the Trojan War it would be Odysseus right um you know Achilles is obviously the focus of the Iliad but uh Odysseus has like he does heaps of important stuff in the war and yeah. brings about its destruction so uh he was cool in the movie you know he yeah wasn't... he was
1: really he was a, a a calm presence
0: yeah and he killed Glaucus <laughs> Uh, so, I guess that leaves us with Achilles, but we'll talk about Proseus actually, before we get to him, because mm-hmm. she has quite a big she has a very big role on this. She uh, does have
1: a big role, I guess because they needed to have more women.
0: I love Rose Byrne.
1: She, I love Rose Byrne.
0: I think she's great. Uh, she's
1: very good in it, and it's a, she probably has, I mean, she has a much harder part than any of the other women.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely.
1: Um, um, like, and, and she pulls it off, like, you, her acting is very good. Yeah. If anything, that, that's what shows up the whole Helen and Paris stuff, is that you've got, uh, the Achilles and Briseis stuff.
0: Is that a, that a bit of a weird romance with Achilles and Briseis? So, I mean, I get, <laughs> Achilles being in love with her, I totally get that. Achilles yeah. is like, be man, you woman that talk, er, I like. Yeah. Uh, whereas, um... I guess she may be a bit of Stockholm syndrome, or maybe she just thinks Achilles is super hunky. I mean it's it's different.
1: It it's not I, I like that it's left a little bit open to interpretation. Yeah. That she either decides that's the best thing to help her survive, or she likes him, or she's, you know, like won over I or
0: think she likes him. Because I there's think... the whole ending as well where she's like, No, don't shoot him.
1: Yeah, I. but I think I think you could <laughs> interpret it like she's smart enough to realize that's the way to survive but by the end and when right. he does his speech to her is that's when the Stockholm Syndrome kind of kicks in and she realizes that it wasn't just all talk that yeah. he actually does have some fondness for her or at least wants her to survive and you know so um yeah I, I like I, that I think that's kind of how I interpreted it as like you know she it was something she wasn't up for necessarily in but she understood that that was a way to survive. But as she saw more of Achilles, and yeah. then that big speech he does to her is is that big changing point of like going, oh, he wasn't just all talk.
0: There's also that, um, so she's merged a bit with other characters like Cassandra yeah. and Criseus, because she's a priestess of Apollo and she's related to Priam, Paris and Hector are her cousins. Uh, which is yeah. fine, you know. Um, yeah, or, or, yeah um, I, I like um, that that
1: adds an extra... It makes um, her
0: more, like, more relevant.
1: It makes her more relevant, and it also... It, it kind of shows up, like, again, how kind of shitty Paris is. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, um, she gets all these implications almost immediately.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, it's, it's almost like she has, in a way that... Um, like she understands the political situation yeah. in a way that Paris doesn't, and yeah, everyone
0: um, does more than Paris. Even like a he, priestess of Apollo. <laughs> what
1: I'm saying is that like in a in a time where women didn't have any yeah. power and stuff like that, it, to, to give them the intelligence, whether the emotional intelligence or the actual intelligence, mm. I think is a nice way of the filmmakers giving her. It's not agency because obviously Achilles would sleep with her regardless, but like um, it's giving her an additional facet, so she's not just yeah. some traded like woman.
0: And it doesn't it doesn't feel forced because it's also it fact doesn't
1: feel forced. during that
0: time women had power to an extent. If they mm. if they were a wife, they had power over the household, and they <laughs> yeah, also yeah, no, for sure. Especially if they were a wife, whole procedure. So the whole thing in the Iliad is like. Uh, she weeps when Patroclus dies and, you know, I think she weeps when Achilles dies and she, because she's like, oh, you know, you are going to make sure I married Achilles and some people read that as like, why would she be in love with Achilles because in the Iliad Achilles killed her husband and brothers. Yeah. But for me it's clear that she knows that Achilles is, out of all the Achaeans, she's he's the best one
1: mm-hmm.
0: for her to be with to survive.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely you know, that. She absolutely... This is the one to be with if you want to get through this.
0: Yeah. Um, and in the the film, the the quote-unquote romances, you know... Uh, like, he didn't have a husband that he killed. If if yeah. he did, I would have hated it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but I, I really liked her. I think she's a great actress. I think she added
1: a lot to the film as well.
0: Yeah. And, um... You know, I like how she's like, uh, what was that line she said? Where Achilles is doing his whole, like, doom and gloom philosophy that he does. Uh And she's like, you know, like, I could have forgiven you if you were just an idiot, but the fact that you're intelligent makes it mm-hmm. a lot worse. I thought that was cool. And I like yep. how when he goes off to kill Hector, she doesn't want him to come back. She wants, she wants Hector to kill him. Yeah. That much is clear. She's not like, oh, I'm torn between... Yeah, yeah. Achilles and Hector, she's like... You know, when Achilles comes back, she's devastated because she knows that he's killed Hector. Yeah. Uh, and then she leaves after that when Priam comes later. Um, I guess we'll talk about Priam when we talk about Achilles. Uh, yeah. Because guess... it makes no make sense
1: to talk about him. I mean, we might as well leave him till last, almost.
0: Yeah. I guess now's a good time to talk about Achilles, right? Unless you have Yeah, yet.
1: we're on to Achilles. The
0: yeah. dude, the main man. Yes, the main the main man. Uh, so...
1: And he's so good. Uh, yeah, Brad Pitt's great. Yeah,
0: he's good. I My he's main he's problem... Very, I like him. ...is he's just... So, in the early... You have that queer point where he... It's a downward spiral.
1: Mm-hmm. It's basically yeah. a
0: tragedy for him. Like, it's him losing his humanity. Uh, but he kind of starts off like that in the movie.
1: He, he does. There's not so much of a descent. Yeah. And it's more of a, like... Uh, yeah, he's already a bit of a loose cannon.
0: The most egregious part, which just goes against, like, not just Achilles' character, but, like, the whole idea of anything in the Bronze Age, is when he lets the Myrmidons desecrate the temple.
2: Yeah, uh, that's,
0: that's, that's bad. That's how the Odyssey happened. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how all <laughs> of the Greek leaders got absolutely, you know, thrown off course or murdered when they got home, is because they... Uh, I guess, trigger warning, like, the the rape of Cassandra at the altar of Athena. Yeah. And, like, they just... They were raping priestesses. They were killing priests. Like, he was just letting them do that and just creating the te- Temple of Apollo. Mm-hmm. And Achilles is like, oh, is the enemy god. I'm like, no! No, Achilles, like, every person in the Bronze Age, every sensible person was pious. mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I mean, it's his idea. He's like, we need to appease Apollo to end this plague when Zeus tells him to give Hector's body back, he's like, yep, <laughs> you know, uh, that was just, I think they were trying to show how much, how disconnected Achilles was. And I just don't think that was a good way to do it. And again, yeah, that, that, that was like a huge problem for me because I think that kind of ties into the film sort of wonky attitude with the gods. I think they made it too modern yeah uh like they'll talk about oh how many troops is apollo gonna have or something and it's kind of like there is that line in the iliad where hector's like screw the bird signs but it's also like the gods there was no there was no doubt atheism wasn't a thing back then the gods were part of warfare they were part of strategy historical records so we don't have records from greece well, we have records from like Egypt and the Hitties or Hittites, how you pronounce it. Like they, when they wrote about battles, they wrote as if the gods were there. Like yeah, that's... which
1: is really nice. Like it adds this whole perspective and feeling. And you're right, this does feel very modern. Yeah. Um, in some ways, but yeah, I I, I do miss kind of thoughtful Achilles.
0: Yeah, and so, but I think the rest of him was great. Outside yeah. of that, uh, you know, he's real doom and gloom, like, oh, death, inevitable, everything's horrible. (laughs) Like, I'm just all for that. Uh, Achilles is my favourite, obviously, and he has some really good lines uh, where he's talking about how he dreams about uh, all the people he's killed.
1: uh, Yeah, that was good.
0: Which is a thing that people, you know, soldiers dream about and stuff like They all appear to them and um, how they're just waiting on the shores of Hades for him. That's probably, like, one of my favourite scenes from the movie. Yes, Um, really.
1: That's a really good speech as well, just generally.
0: Yeah. They keep the whole... uh, Because in the Iliad Achilles kind of ends up just sort of rejecting the society that they have of warfare, honour and stuff. He's like, you know, I've I've had it with a... I'm just going to go home. And they sort of do that in here. Uh, well, they imply it's like because of se, it's don't really like but um, mm-hmm. you know I like his, all his speeches about war and stuff and how horrible everything is I thought it was great and I think they got like the attitude of the character generally yeah. right yeah I um, think generally
1: right is, is a good way of putting it I liked him like none of his characterization put me off I just felt like you're right it would have been interesting to see him really lose it
0: Yeah, and it just... It felt like he'd been at war for a long time in the movie. Because he's at war for nine years in the Iliad. He's... You know, he probably started off pretty (laughs) gung-ho. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, well, this is shit, because it's been nine years. Whereas in the movie, it's like, he gets there, and then he immediately is like, oh, war is, you know, hell, it's never ends, and all this sort of stuff. Um, And I guess... The way I sort of justify it is like he was fighting before that, uh, in Greece. But still, it was a bit abrupt. But I think that's just the problem with condensing the events of ten years. The whole
1: thing into like what we watched. Uh, we watched the director's cut, like three hours. Yeah.
0: So. And even so, then, it was like you know, it's
1: um, still massive condense. Yeah.
0: You're not the characters done fine, but you're not getting like if you watch this movie, just you're not getting the full picture, like. You're not getting a good enough understanding of the characters, I think, to even give you... Yeah, you, uh, you can't say you have a good understanding of the characters if you've only seen this film. I'm not, like, gatekeeping or anything, I'm just saying. Yeah, um,
1: no, it's true. I mean, you're getting an understanding, but not the understanding that you'd get if you read The Iliad. You're
0: getting, like, yeah. Which the... is,
1: a, yeah, a much more... Uh, you get a much fuller picture from that. So. Yeah,
0: they're, like, kind of watered-down versions, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he was... Good. Didn't get his rampage, unfortunately. Uh, but he did kill Hector, he did drag the body and stuff, and, uh, then we got the scene with Priam, which is the climax of the Iliad. so good. Uh, and yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, like, again, not as good as the book, but it's one of the most famous scenes in all literature, it's hard to top, but, like... Uh, it was still really good. And Peter, too, as Priam, is great.
1: Oh, he's fantastic. And he was
0: drunk all the time, but he was still great. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, apparently always. But, you know, yeah. uh, he's so good. It was a great scene in the Iliad, and it was a great scene here. Yeah. Of him coming. I mean, we, we you miss a bit with the gods again, but, like, of him coming and, um, you know, asking for Hector's body back.
0: Yeah. Which is a really important scene because that's how Achilles loses his, or breaks through his wrath and sort of learns how to grieve. And he also helps Priam with his mm-hmm. grief, which is a big thing. It gives him, you know, 11 days of mourning, which just shows, like, that's the humanity of Achilles' comeback, where it's like other people might not do that. Mm. I think that's what sets him apart a bit, is that he would do that. You know, yeah, if yeah. Priam went appealing to Odysseus... Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if Odysseus would give him 11 days of mourning or let him out alive. I'm not sure. Unless the gods told yeah, him to, then he yeah. would. But, you know. So, really great scene. And the funeral of Hector. And you're right, with the film, it feels like a climax.
1: And although we don't get, like, to see the games, like, <laughs> I like that we get the mention of the games. The games are re- really well described in the Iliad. Mm. Um, that The games that they have that... Um, that they have for Patroclus. Yeah. Um but they like they describe what the like what the prizes are, who's in each the wrestling match, the boxing match, the running, yeah. it's who really gets involved, who cheats, you know. It's it's really well done. Again, it's like if you want to talk about like getting this grand moment but still getting in these little character moments, mm. it's just so good.
0: It's also important for showing what Achilles would be like as a lord or as a king especially in, like, a time of peace. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, What he's Cable which makes is, you know, impending doom. Because that's the whole thing with Achilles, is he has two fates, Uh, which is weird, because everyone generally only gets one fate, but he gets two. This is Achilles. And he gets, like, you know, if you you can go to Troy, you'll be remembered, like, forever, but you'll die. Or you can live a long life, have a family, uh, but no one will remember you. So naturally, he's like, "Well, I'm going to go to Troy," but then he changed his mind, and there's a the whole thing. But then Patroclus dies, and he embraces his death because, like, uh, especially in the Iliad, the prophecy is like, basically, very soon after he kills after Hector's death, Achilles will die, and so Achilles is basically like just embracing his death when he kills Hector. You know,
1: embracing his death and also his. Um... Uh, sort of mythological status hmm. heroic status I guess like um, you know he's he knows he's going to be remembered now so. I don't think he
0: cares about that at that point though
1: I don't know if he does but like you know but we do because we're reading it from hundreds of years down and the line true. so it like the the impact on us is that like you know like you know I'm guessing when he, he doesn't know that's true I mean he might believe it's true but doesn't care but we're reading it you know so many years later, and it's like, yeah, we, we do still know the name Achilles. Yeah.
0: Mm. We also know the name Agamemnon.
1: We do, uh, but there's been a lot of plays, but I, I know the name Agamemnon because I read a play about Agamemnon, so I'm guessing when I say he's one of my favourites, it's, it's something to do with that as well. Like, I had prior knowledge of Agamemnon.
0: Funny enough, uh, out of all the plays that survive, I would know because I just finished most of them, <laughs> uh, Agamemnon's in them way more than Achilles. I've read one play where Achilles is present, uh, but I've read a fair few where Agamemnon is present. Because, like, Agamemnon, he has a whole thing on his own. I guess we didn't mention he dies at the end of the movie, but he has one of the most famous stories in mythology about uh, Orestes, his son, Electra, his daughter, eventing his death at the hands of his wife, Uh, which is all great. All great. um, That's like a whole whole other... Film series in itself, you know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so. as i
1: said to to Connor multiple times, I'm so surprised there is are not more films. I
0: know. Uh, involving these people. Like, this is one of the best mythology films we have, which is like yeah, sad. It, it's
1: crazy to me. Like that this is 2004, and like we there's so much for like taking from all these things, and and we've just barely touched on them, which yeah. is uh, just if you think about how much we pillage almost everything we have for IP,
2: <laughs>
1: like, um, you know, and in some ways it's made some remarkably good films. And like, um, you know, we all know there's things like, Oh brother, where art thou, which is based on the odyssey. Yeah. You know, like, but it's crazy to me. There's not more sort of smaller sort of f- focuses on some bits of the Iliad.
0: There's like, nerd. you know,
1: but there just isn't and I, I don't yeah. know if it's because people want to do the whole thing or they they don't know how to commit it to a smaller film or what I just I don't know but it just seems strange to me that so many of the Greek myths and stuff uh, not the myths the, uh, the battles and the historical stuff mm. is that just hasn't been just yeah useful. we've
0: we've gotten so little like well, unless they're really obscure we've gotten basically nothing about uh, the family of Oedipus, the war between and his sons—certainly nothing very uh, good. that's <laughs> like, no.
1: the problem. Like, like we're saying, this is the best,
0: so, you know, when you know, this is the best, and it's like a six out of ten or like a three out of five. You know, it's yeah, like
2: yeah,
0: the when we get stuff with like Theseus and Hercules, they're so just off the rails and different and that they barely yeah. resemble. Uh, like the most famous ones we have. So I think technically the most accurate one I've seen is Jason and the Argonauts, but you know uh,
1: it's also a long time ago.
0: And like again, it's it's accurate in terms of like what it portrays, but the characters are all wrong generally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whereas like this is like well, I guess they some of the characters are okay or good, uh, you yeah. some are wrong. I don't know. It's like this just this one feels. Again, because of the weird combination of like insincere writer but very sincere director.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, there's and like the a writing
1: of, is where it's let down every time.
0: There's sort of heart. Like there's a lot of this movie is very serious, which I like. Mm. Uh, you know, it's treating its source material very seriously, as in the director? Is, but yeah, it's just.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's just it's. I'll never. I'll never understand. Uh, I guess superhero movies are kind of the equivalent of what we're getting now, but, like, even before that, we weren't really getting...
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: ...much. Uh, You know, like, hey, who's in New York? Yay. Mm. You know? So... But, yeah. uh, Oh, yeah, then Achilles dies.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, so he... uh, He's supposed to die before Troy falls but they move it to Troy Falling, which is, you know, farm whatever. He goes in the city to save Prisades, We get the horse, Yeah, the
1: Trojan horse. I guess.
0: Yeah, the Trojan horse looks great. Yeah. They they built it out of ships. Because they wanted which to... makes
1: complete sense. Yeah.
0: Uh, and they put they put a thing of it, if not the actual thing, uh, near Troy itself.
1: Where I've been, and yeah. have seen it and have climbed in it. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> I liked, you know... Paris killing Achilles, very famous. Uh, you know, the most famous things about the Trojan War are the Trojan Horse and Achilles' death, and neither of them appear in the Iliad. Yeah. Uh, which is just, you know, amusing. Which is great. I mean, um. it's just like, it's
1: amusing, <laughs> but like it's, you know, in, in other ways it's just kind of sad. Like that we don't, <laughs> um, you don't know, get to, to yeah. see them more.
0: Yeah. Um, but I like that we got Achilles' death, you know, he's got the crap shot out of him. He got shot in the heel first, and then he you know, with the, he pulls the arrows out, except for the one in on his heel, which sort of goes, oh, that's how they think the heel thing started.
1: Yeah, that's how they think it uh, was.
0: Because the heel thing is dumb, if I haven't clarified. Uh,
1: yeah, if Connor hasn't told you his feelings about the Achilles heel thing.
0: It's, it was not in the Iliad, he gets wounded. Why would he wear armor? Why? Why would Thetis give him armor if, like, if she knew that the heel was his weak spot? Why wouldn't she just give him boots? <laughs> he can run around naked, you know. Like, so, yeah. Anyway, Achilles dies. Briseis cries. Paris is gormless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Know, I don't know how to feel about like the whole. The whole Achilles being in Troy is kind of weird. Achilles being in Troy to say se. it just felt weird. Like it was just It felt very Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like I don't know. It was just it was just odd. Uh, it was definitely the weak point in the film. I think the sack of Troy itself was great.
1: Yeah, it was kind of weird to get it when we got it, but um, because I I guess I didn't know whether to expect it or not. But no, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was well done. It was a messy fight. Uh, and had the feeling that there was a lot more fighting going on than, than clearly was. Mm. Um, so I liked all of that.
0: We didn't really get any of the famous events from it. Like, uh, I mean, we got Priam's death. Uh, yeah. But Agamemnon kills him in this. Again, it's different. But uh, that's that's the only face of it. The, the... Actual sacking itself and like the atrocities committed in general mm-hmm. were really well done. They, the, they said that he drew from the Aeneid, which is a Roman epic about Aeneas. Uh, you know, so yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the movie. Yeah, um, you know, it's I liked
1: like it's it good. It good. It's good. Uh, it's definitely worth watching. And um, but. I don't know. I definitely enjoyed reading the Iliad more. Oh, yeah.
0: Iliad's better. I think...
1: I'm glad I did it in the order I did it, but I could also see how reading... Watching Troy would get someone to want to go read it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, People who watch Troy be motivated to read the Iliad, for sure. I think a lot of people have, actually. Uh, So... Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd recommend reading the Iliad full stop, but if Troy interests you, go watch it. You know? Mm -hmm. It's good. I mean, yeah, definitely it's...
1: give it a watch. It does talk a lot about, I mean, bringing it back to sort of heroism. It's, uh I mean, you still see, it's interesting that we're still sort of struggling with that sort of like, what you see as a hero, mm. and the sort of fallibility, and that nobody should really be held up as a hero, like and what, what it takes to be sort of this sort of perfect person and how everyone has different motivations and and it's it's clear in the Iliad I think some of them are a bit more heroic than others but then you have the gods in there so I I think like it is interesting that kind of if you look at it through that perception of heroes because we talk about them now as like the heroes of this age and this age and it's like you know this it's still messy and love's always getting in the way and are uh, Polit- geopolitical pressure gets in the way yeah. and I you mean know, so it's interesting.
0: These heroes, the Trojan War are heroes because they accomplished great things yeah. uh, not necessarily because you know they were selfless. Uh, yeah. you know for that being said like they all have uh, well a lot of them have admirable qualities.
1: And maybe it's a healthier way to view uh, heroism is that they're heroic in the moment for what mm. they did. And one person's hero will be another person's villain.
0: Yeah. No, no, definitely. Um,
1: um. you know, and it shows the sort of chasm that we have with like superhero comics, because it's very hard to have a character like uh, Superman who, and I think this comes again with some of that struggle of, of very human people writing Superman is that, um, that struggle of having someone who is so good to almost everyone. Like, yeah. um, and, and almost wanting to keep doing that, but what if there was a flaw in him? Oh God, yeah, yeah. But and and I I understand from a writer's point of view, but it's just like, it it's almost like it's not it's almost a miracle, but it's almost like it's so good that we have so many Superman comics, and I've not read that many, but of the ones I've read, where he is allowed to just be good, and we don't have someone coming in and saying, oh, but like I wonder how the people of India view him. And there's. Uh, you know like because they are things that we do need to to question at some point in the runs but like there's not many characters like yeah. we're, we already know Batman's flawed um, and the ways in which he flawed he's flawed and and sometimes it's nice to just have a beacon of light yeah and I think like um, given that he's not a real character like he's not a real person mm. I, I personally like having that as a mythological thing that yeah. somebody is ninety percent of the time good. And and where I'm saying not good is like we all know there's gonna be occasional collateral damage. As we just discussed with, with Troy, there's no way you cannot um, you can be the hero for everyone all the time. But most of the stuff that Superman is doing is generally heroic to yeah. the majority of the people the majority of the time.
0: A lot of a lot of the Greek heroes had roots in things that actually happened or you know sort of grew from that um superman is uh something that is being created uh, and is now turning think
1: think that's that that big difference and also like when they were right when homer was writing about the greek gods they were also flawed because they were coming and it's almost like that's the struggle we're having is that like um well not we're having we i think we both agree that superman should be good yeah Uh, like uh but i think that's sometimes why people find it hard to write him to handle him to find an angle into him
0: well that's what people because, don't get is superman yeah. is supposed to be the best of us and yeah he has he struggles and he has flaws but they're generally different from then our it's not flaws. the same
1: kind of flaws yeah
0: you know like his flaws are like i feel feel miserable because i can't save everyone or you know, the world's kind of against me, I'm trying to do the right thing, which is a relatable for I guess, but they're not, they're never flaws like, um...
1: I just stole someone's wife.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like...
1: I mean, like, you know, and, and but I, I do think that is why you get these awful, um... discourse about Superman, and that kind of, and why so many writers... Not writers. So many people speculating online find it hard to get that handle on it.
0: I mean, there's nothing uh, wrong with someone who's wholly good. Like, no,
1: people need to accept that he's not real, and you don't have to keep making him trying to make even, him real. Like, even, people can like a character whether they're, whether they're real or not.
0: Even if it, like, let's, if we disregard even the he's not real thing, right? What's so wrong with someone? Like, people are so mistrustful that if someone is that good. Mm-hmm. there's just something off-putting you know i mean yeah Superman like you saw is with, not... um,
1: for us we had marcus rashford through the pandemic right uh you know it's like young footballer who was brought up by a single mom and had no money standing up to the government and saying no you should feed kids yeah. like and and just doing good things and the number of people like there must be something in it for him he yeah, must be getting exactly. sponsorships and this yeah. is like no he's just saying just be a good person Yeah. Like you know, like and and some and obviously that's not in the sort of Superman level, but there are people now just being good or just saying good things, and people are so.
0: I mean, it's it's uh, a it's a real worried about it. Yeah. Altruism is treated with suspicion, which ties into the old Superman thing. And like, you know, yeah, the Greek heroes, most of them, basically all of them, were flawed. Uh, but you know, there are plenty of heroes in mythology that were not flawed like them. Uh, you know, Sir Galahad, he didn't do anything yeah, oh, wrong. Like, uh, oh. people loved him. <laughs>
1: Wayne?
0: You know, yeah, exactly. Like, it's just, yeah. um, I mean, so, some guy once said that Superman's kind of like a modern knight in Charmiana like a modern Sir Galahad, and that's, it, it, it's like a reasonable comparison, if we're comparing him to mythological figures and stuff, you know, so. Yeah, I think that,
1: that's who he should be compared to more than what if he was a person.
0: Yeah, well, well, I, I don't know. Like, for me, for me, uh, yeah, Superman's not real. But for me, he's believable as a person. He's just a really good person. Well, he person, is. I mean, that's, that's the,
1: the beautiful thing about the whole Clark Kent thing.
0: Yeah, is he's more believable I mean, believable is, it's are.
1: becoming less and less believable that journalists are good uh, mm-hmm. these days. But he's yeah, yeah I mean,
0: like...
1: There, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the I thing. Just that's... To, I just wanted. I wanted to tie it into
0: Superman. To no, the, no, the, you're right.
1: Superman podcast because
0: so. it's like, um, yeah, Superman is the quintessential uh, best of the every man trying to do the right thing, right? Like that's really what his character boils down to now. Anyway, um, you know, back when he was created, he was uh, a of the oppressed. Like the, it was in his title, you know. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's like, heroism is, you know, ethics. I don't know, I feel like, if you know anything about ethics, I feel like someone who's wholly good is very interesting. For me, it's like, it's the opposite of uninteresting. It's so interesting. because It's so the, interesting,
1: especially as like, how do you grow up in this world and keep that?
0: Yeah, like, you know, his struggles to constantly do the right thing, make the right choices, are what's interesting yeah. for me, you
1: know? No, I absolutely agree. I think that's the most interesting thing about him. And and that's why he's a figure of hope, is that that uh, that we could do the same on a smaller level. Obviously, I'm not going to go out and save humanity, um, but, um, oh, but yeah, i that's could go and thing, help they... someone down the road.
0: They constantly you know, like, pay I... homage to that in the comics. That yeah. whole idea of you know you like you don't need to be Superman. You can just do your job. Just do good. You just be yeah. good. Like. Uh, yeah. that's what
1: Ms. Marvel's all about, and that's mm. why I think she resonated so so much as, like, one of the newer created characters that really took off. Yeah. Um, because that's her whole thing, is, like, uh, how do you, like, well, the whole catchphrase is, like, good is not a thing you are, it's a thing you do. Um, yeah. And it's just, you know, like, so, it's, you know, there is still a market for it, it's just that, that unfortunately... As, as the biggest name in the Just Do Good, he gets he gets a lot of uh, bad takes. Haters gonna hate. <sighs> it's just a lot of bad takes, honestly. Very bad it's takes, a lot yeah. of cynical people just going, "That like, couldn't happen," and it's like maybe it couldn't, but like this is fantasy.
0: It's why Greg like, Morrison is the Homer of Superman. Only Homer is, is really. canon. Like <laughs> he's the only <laughs> one that, because there's so much stuff about like Achilles, especially, and Odysseus. That come in plays and all this stuff after the Iliad by later authors that just get the characters wrong,
1: Mm -hmm. or they just don't take it from whatever sources. They (laughs) they just randomly make stuff up.
0: Yeah, which is like why I think I've been thinking about Superman in relation to the sort of Greek mythology lately and how I think like it really helps uh, with people like Achilles and stuff that they have a definitive canon work. If you know what I mean. Like, it's definitive yeah. work that came first, is the best,
2: yeah. and
0: essentially, as we know it, created these characters as yeah. still the best. Superman doesn't really have anything like that, unfortunately, because of just how much he evolves and stuff. And yeah. Whereas the Iliad is, you know, uh, not even... It doesn't, like, feel primitive by today's standards. Nineteen uh, thirty Superman comics do. Mm-hmm. So there's that whole problem I was thinking about like I don't know just the idea of sort of finite storytelling and the fact that
1: yeah yeah
0: it's kind of like what I was harping on about with the Iron Fist podcast like just end Iron Fist <laughs> you know yeah um, yeah
1: I mean I do feel that way sometimes is that maybe having a concrete ending is better like the most
0: um, yeah. the most popular Batman story Dark Knight Returns or the most popular Superman story All-Star Superman. what do they have in common they're both uh, finite they both yeah. have an ending, a beginning, uh, a climax. Uh, in fact, I think all the, you know, a lot of the most popular comics do. Like Silver Surfer Requiem. Uh, I'm thinking like all oh, Superman's most famous comics. Are, well, a lot of my, I don't know. This is, I think that's something more appealing than just the constant ongoing story. Uh, I guess it really is like you want a good writer that tells a story yeah and having to tie it into everything all the time and make everything work i think it's like a detriment yeah um,
1: i mean i think you find it with with many characters i guess yeah it's one of the things that batman suits it the most which is why he probably gets why he's been like the the big thing is that i like, the interpretations of batman doesn't really matter the continuity and stuff mm. You know, it's just like there's there's so many ways in be- to just say just go out and kill, go and not kill people, go <laughs> and beat up villains. Sorry, yeah, detectiveing. Um, it's harder with um Superman.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I guess uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess it just depends on the writer. Like I think Superman seems harder to write, and I don't think that's not. That's not a detriment to the, char- uh, no, I think probably, to the that, character. No, That's not an insult to the character.
1: No, I think that's probably an in- a good thing for the character.
0: Yeah, like, you know, quality over quantity. And yeah. just, I think the writer has to be... I don't know. I don't know why people are so, like... It has to be granted in reality, or I can't relate to it. Um, I don't
1: think they are. I think that maybe is what writers think.
0: Well, yeah. Or
1: editorial. I'm not sure
0: it's what... Well, and people, what people mostly. seem to think—like how much people are eating up the idea of a realistic Batman. People want realistic and dark Batman as opposed to any other Batman, right?
1: They may and just it's... be the loudest people. I—I I reckon, like you make any Batman, it would still do very well.
0: That's true. Batman eating You know, I
1: think it's just like that plays we—it plays into this narrative that what we got, but actually, people would just watch anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all interesting though. Stuff, yeah. um, yeah, stuff I've been thinking about because uh, the, the Greek plays were a lot like oh, they just remind me a lot of sort of what they do with some comics, just storytelling in general. Like, the, a lot of the Greek plays they take characters from mythology and do their own spins on them, and a lot of them are like deconstructions, but a lot yeah. of them are people like consider quote unquote canon now for like Greek mythology, and that just. Like, uh... Iphigenia and Aulis, or whatever, people always sort of include that in their writings of their own version of the Trojan War and it's like, but that's specifically a deconstruction of Homeric heroes.
1: It's so interesting. I can't wait to sort of start moving on to reading some other stuff.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Uh... Actually, I do want to mention one thing. So, there's a lot of people who've seen Troy and haven't read The Iliad, obviously. And I think it's... It has, like, this weird legacy. Where I think it's actually made a lot of people aware of kind of what these... uh Closer to what these characters are mm-hmm. than what I think people would have thought before it. It, yeah. So I think it has an interesting legacy in that way. Um... Like to a lot of people, a lot of just casual people, Achilles from Troy is Achilles. It's what they know about Achilles is what they think Achilles is, yeah, and I don't really have a problem with that.
1: no, I think um, it does well enough like honestly,
0: yeah, like I see I see like uh, a lot of martial arts pages and stuff, and they're all about fighting and they you know Achilles stuff pops up now and then because he's the greatest warrior right. And it's generally stuff from the movie Troy, and I'm like, you know what, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> so
1: yeah, it's like I, I do think it's a good enough film for for many of them. Like the whole, I mean, it, it's interesting to me what people who watch this and then play Hades mm. make of it, because yeah. um, there's some. So I, I would say the characterisation is a bit different. If we ever get have time, we can uh, talk about characterisation in Hades. As yeah, well.
0: Achilles and Hades is um, I don't think it's super different from Troy. I think it's just a sort of different angle. No, I
1: meant the uh, the, Hades- the Achilles Patroclus.
0: Oh god, yeah, yeah. Is, and I,
1: I'm not I, I'm not actually making it on the jokey level there, but the serious kind of like that's a much more true to the Iliad in some ways. Hmm. Relationship in terms of like you know, Patroclus being this great fighter as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just then some of the other sort of how that weaves in the sort of mythological. And it's interesting because like that's where the depictions are now of all being in games. Yeah. Rather than um, in uh, film or TV. I mean, make a great, I mean, we are getting Percy Jackson. Hmm. So that has some mythology in it. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just amazing to me. We haven't had, like, a TV show either about the gods of Olympus or about I mean, getting we... some of them in uh, Black Panther 2.
0: We get Black weird Pan. stuff like...
1: Not Black Panther
0: 2, four. Yeah. <laughs> but we get weird stuff like that, Blood of Zeus, which basically just takes the Gigantomachy but replaces her... Well, I, with...
1: I only haven't watched that because you said it's supposed to be terrible. <laughs>
0: yeah. So. Well, I heard, it, I heard it's supposed to be annoying for Greek mythology fans, but I think if you're right. casual, then it might be fine, but... Yeah, with Troy, as I said, like, this does not give you a good enough understanding of the characters that you'll get who they are, but, like, when I see people, uh, you know, just when I see people be positive, like, about these characters and they're referencing the movie Troy, like, I'm fine.
1: Yeah, same, same.
0: You know, if they're, like, if they're ragging on the characters, like, oh, it's like, well, then I'll be like, well, then read what they're actually from, yeah. but, like, when they're just like, oh, you know... Achilles the greatest warrior. So I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you
2: know? that's what you should um, be saying.
0: Yeah. yeah, so I think I think it does a good enough job with that. That's yeah, it's got it's very anti-war, which I think. Uh, I like that. a lot of it, like and
1: slightly modern sensibility, but I like it anyway.
0: Well, the, I think the Iliad is anti-war in a sense, whereas like people, think it's it's a bit tricky going anti-war because it's. it's, it's, it's I guess it portrays war in the sense that it's, like... It's an opportunity for all these guys to, you know, get that. Yes. But, like, none of them really like it. Uh, Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, they're only there because they have to even sap it on at one point. He's like, you know, we wouldn't be here. Like, there would be no war if uh, we didn't, you know, have this whole honour thing. But, um, anyway, uh, I I like that it does that, so... But again, a bit modern. You're right.
1: Uh... But I don't... I mean, but maybe it's not modern. Maybe that is always one of the sort of things about war. Hmm. You know, so like, you know, maybe that's just me doing my own thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that wraps us up, though.
1: Yeah. I uh... think uh, it's a good old chat around it. and
0: Let us, yeah. let us know if you've seen Troy or at the Iliad and what you thought... Of either one. Who's your favourite yeah, character? You... You know? Yeah,
1: because Connor will ask you and you'll say something like Agamemnon by mistake. No,
0: no. Um, no. And... I don't know. People have their favourites.
1: No, yeah. but I did change my favourite to Patroclus. That's true. So...
0: Patroclus is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess that's why it hurts in Troy for me. So
0: <laughs> yeah, he's... I feel like he'd be in it a little bit more as well.
1: I just... I, I guess I also wanted to see... Achilles totally loses it. So that's Um, a bit of everything there. Yeah.
0: Well, I liked his reaction to Patrickus' death. like Choking two people at once. (laughs) (laughs) He's very angry. But, um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let us know. And until next time, uh, don't. Adultery's bad. (laughs) Don't mess with us.
1: Yeah. And if you are just you
0: know not with
1: Paris no
0: or well, Helen um, alright peace bye Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders we are doing this for fun and not making money off it so please don't sue us you can contact us at lskpodcast at and find us on our Libsyn lskpodcast.libson.com our twitter at Lsk Podcast, our facebook page last sons of krypton a superman podcast and last but not least thank you everyone for listening